going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome on into today's edition of Union Match Recap as we discuss last night's Union's draw against the Chicago Fire, a 2-2 draw at Soldier Field. And we all know what it is here for the Philadelphia Union. And unfortunately, the fact of the matter is the priority for this club is CCL, advancing in CCL. The next opponent is obviously going to be no cakewalk as they're playing right now, one of the biggest derbies that we have here in this country. But you got to focus on what the hand. And overall, this was, again, another tale of two halves. Or I guess you could say a 60-40 game. I saw a lot of good. I saw a lot of just bright spots here for this club, especially in the attack. And that's something that has been a struggle for the union. The expected goals are just getting goals in. The chances are coming, but you're just not being clinical where it matters most. You were down to nothing in this game. Chicago, we talked about it beforehand. They are a confident bunch now. It is not what we thought they would be. And you saw how their confidence is a big difference of how they're playing. They got a little lucky, yes, but at the end of the day, 2-0 lead in this league. You got to find a way to hold on to it. And Philly, they know how to come back from those type of situations, and that's exactly what you saw. For about, I want to say, 30 minutes, we saw probably some of the best attacking football, soccer, whatever you want to call it, from the Philadelphia Union. And that, to me, is a bright spot in its own right. Getting a point on the road is always, always, always a bright spot, and you're going to take that. You will you will take any point you can. But yes, this team, unfortunately, the fact of the matter is we have to prioritize Champions League. And if you guys don't understand that, I don't know how I don't know how to explain. I quite literally don't know how to explain it to you. We're talking bragging rights on our continent. We want to be the best in this league, yes. But we also want to be the best in the damn continent. If we can, we'll try to be the best in the world. Is that is that a crazy am I am I that crazy to think that? Maybe, just maybe. But what's going on, guys? I'm going to formally welcome everyone into today's Union Match Recap. Of course, I'm your boy, El Parcero Philly, the uniter of all things sports and culture here in the beautiful city of Philadelphia. We got Facebook. We got YouTube. We got Twitter. We got DS. We're broadcasting live from DSM Media as well. Welcome on in, everybody. We got TikTok as well in the building. What's happening, ladies and gentlemen? Make sure you keep tapping that screen away. Tap, tap, tap away to get some more Union fans, to get some more soccer fans in the building. I want to formally uh, thank our sponsor here today, La Terrain Watches. If you folks are in the market for a brand new watch, consider checking out La Terrain Watches. High quality watches at a bargain price. Right now, when you use my promo code at the checkout page, Barcelo Philly, you'll receive 10% off of your purchase of a La Terrain watch. So ladies and gentlemen, make sure you guys head on over to La Terrain and use the promo code Barcelo Philly. Awesome stuff. Give me two seconds here, guys, because I want to just make sure we are in the clear here. It's, here we go. All right, here we go. Union's 2-2 Saturday night draw against the Chicago Fire. As always, let's look at the lineups here for the Philadelphia Union. And the main thing you're looking at here is what is the rotation that Jim is going to be rolling with? What does it actually look like? Well, you didn't really get too many, um, you know, just changes overall. Obviously, Andre back in, back in goal. Uh, you have Nathan Harriel at the left-back position. We'll talk about that in a second. Ellie, Glezes, and Baizo. As your other fullback, your midfield, the diamond was back. Jack Bicklin at the left and Brujo Martinez at the six. Alejandro Bedoya at the right with Daniel Gazek at the tip of the diamond. 
Carranza and Urre would be your two forwards here today. Now, look, obviously, some the main difference here is the fact that we talked about Kai Wagner re-aggravating that hamstring, would not be able to play last night in Chicago. So you relied on Nathan Harriel again to play in that role. Um, obviously, we'll talk about the own goal in a second, but that was the only real main difference here in the starting lineup. Uh, to start it off, again, Chicago definitely were playing confident. We're looking to attack. We're looking to push. We're looking to get the early blood in this one. And in the 19th minute, they would get the first goal. Great job of building, especially from the left-hand side. You got Chris Mueller kind of just flips it out there to Novato. Great crossing, kind of just, just fine. It clears through the center. Uh, Jack Elliott had an opportunity to to, def to deflect it out of bounds, at least draw the corner kick. Nathan Harrell just did not see how Salise kind of just sneak. He, got, he literally just snuck behind him. Nothing Nathan Harrell could do at that point, and Salise would have an easy, easy opportunity getting a goal, a nice little chip, a little deflection off the outside of his boot, and that would make it a one to nothing game here for Chicago early on. Um, the first half, you, you, you need to it just looked discombobulated yet again. A lot of weird things, you know, especially like on both sides. You saw a lot of movement, but it just wasn't conventional move, movement. So like for an example, right, you look at the left side of your pitch. Your left left shuttle midfielder is Jack McGlynn. Your left back is Nathan Harriel. And obviously the six is El Brujo Martinez. There were times where you saw Jack McGlynn drop that back deep where Nathan Harriel was, would, would typically be. Nathan Harriel was way up the pitch. And Bruno Martinez was kind of just shuttling through. Um, and you kind of saw that on the other side as well. Not, not as much as you did on that other side because in Baiza and Bedoya have that good chemistry. So you really didn't need to do that. But again, just looked a little bit discombobulated. Daniel Gazak dropping way back deep as well. We've seen that a lot of times. Um, but it, these guys just weren't are having issues of getting on the same page. And I, and I think that was a big, a big part of the problem here in the attack early on. In the second half, one nothing lead here for Chicago, and unfortunately for um, Blake and Harriel, it 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 it's it, it's just a miss miss misfortunate opportunity here. Uh, in the Union end, Blake's trying to clear, takes a terrible deflection off of Nathan Harriel's back, and it deflects into the net, and the Union would get an own goal, and just like that, it was a two nothing lead for Chicago. Um, but, you know, I really do want to give credit. So that's 47 minutes. Ten minutes later, you have what I believe to be one of the integral parts of this match. Off of corner kick, you see the camera pointing at Andre Blake, and you see Andre getting his guys motivated, get, letting them, giving them the belief that they need, like a captain that he is. And from that moment, I saw a different Union team. That was like the 56-57th minute. These guys turned it up. I don't know what it was. I don't know if they hit that second gear or third gear, whatever you want to call it. But for the next 30 minutes, I saw some really good soccer from these guys. And I, they were attacking. They were moving the ball extremely well. And it all paid off in the 62nd minute when Caranza would draw the foul in the box. And that would bring up a Daniel Gazek PK. Look, it's the same thing as the uh, Embiid and Harden free throws. You can get mad at it all you want, but if you can't stop it, you can't be mad at it. And this is now what, like the fourth PK goal for Gazek on the season, maybe the fifth one. 
if you're going to foul him, this is what's going to happen. So we'll definitely take the Gazak PK. Uh, and then three minutes later, Julian Carranza would add on the second goal. Um, and this this was a great job by Quinn Sullivan. Quinn comes off the pitch. Quinn, sorry, Quinn comes on the pitch, and the in the midst of like two minutes later, this is why. Like, this is not the best system for guys like McGlynn and Sullivan because you got Sullivan attacking from the left wing, not somewhere where we typically see him. And he does a great job of crossing this ball with his opposite foot. And this ball finds Gazak in the assist zone, as we like to call it. Nice little center pass to Carranza. Carranza would do a great job of, uh, of just getting the easy goal in there, being in the right place at the right time. And in the midst of three minutes, Chicago choked the game away. You had a 2-0 lead against the Philadelphia Union. It doesn't matter who it is. You got to try to find a way to hold on to that lead. But they would struggle with it. And for the Union, look, they had some good opportunities after that as well. They, 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 they kept pressuring. They kept attacking. Unfortunately, they could not find the goal to, to go in. Uh, Chicago also had a great opportunity as great opportunities as well. Um, but at the end of the day, this match, it was a really exciting one. It would end in a 2-2 draw here for the Union, and we walk away with a point. I just genuinely think that when you look at Wednesday's match here for the Union, the amount of physical ability that it took, the amount of mental wear that that took on them as well, the travel is always going to be a factor here. And I, and I know no one wants to hear the excuses, I get that. I, I completely get that. But these are things that you do have to consider. And this is just the reality of our situation at the moment. You just have to take this backseat on MLS play. I mean, what was the last win? Columbus? Like, I'm trying to, I'm literally trying to think here. Like, I know it's it's gotten to that point where, I'm, I'm sorry, it was actually Chicago. Our last win was actually to that Chicago team. Um, but going on the road, We've proven that we can lose in Chicago. We did it last year. And so to walk away with the point in the way they did, I, I, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. I, in, my, in my overall opinion, I look at this matchup and I see more positives than I do see negatives. In the second half in the attack, I just saw a team that looked more confident, more direct, and more focused. I think that was just a big difference. The issues with the Union attack, I, I think it's just, you know, them just not being on the same page. And I, something clicked. I don't know if it was Blake's uh, motivating moment in the 57th minute off that corner kick. I, whatever it was, that needs to continue going forward. I get, like, you guys were mentally fatigued here, but the fact of the matter is, Chicago isn't. And it's something you can't control. But you got to go out there and try to find a way to get some points, and that's what they did. The rotations have honestly been a little bit of a question mark here for Jim and the union. Look, CCL, you have to rotate and you get pretty much the same lineup that you did in on Wednesday night in Guadalajara. And so to me, that is one of the question marks is just like, what's 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 going on? Like, what exactly is going on? I get it. And we talked about this on Duke by the River. You know, Justin had great points as well. You know, sometimes it, it just happens to be that you're going out with the lineup that you have because that's just what is called upon. 
But like, so here's the union substitutions uh, throughout the game. So it starts off here in the 64th minute. Matt Real comes out for Mbizo, which at that point, Harriel switches over to the right-hand side and Real, and, and, uh, Real, go, Real goes onto the left side, right? Quinn Sullivan comes in for Michael Ure. So now you're playing with Carranza and, and Sullivan as your two forwards. Um, and then you get, I think there was one more, if I'm not mistaken. You get the uh, Jesus Bueno coming in for Jack McGlynn at the 90th minute for the last six minutes of this game. Here's my questions. We talked about it before, but Andres Pereira has not seen the pitch since the Orlando match. He was on fire at that point. So, like, the question mark is, why is it that Andres Pereira is not getting any more minutes, per se? Wouldn't this have been a great opportunity to bring him in there? By the way, Alejandro Bedoya played 90 minutes here today or on Saturday last night. That's a lot of minutes for an older player. And you saw, I mean, there was uh, there was moments where he he had he what was it Kai Kumaris like freaking hit him in the back of the head with his own head. There was a moment in like the third minute where he, Ali's limping a little bit, and Ali is a, is a warrior. He's going out there. He's not complaining. He's giving it his all, but why do we need to run him into the ground? Andres Pereira is a more than capable replacement. And I get like, you know, you are trying to get some points and you are a little bit concerned about that. I, I, I get that. But Andres Pereira has three goals on the season. He's clearly shown that he's willing to attack and he's getting better at that too. So I'm just curious about that. Joaquin Torres, why, why, why not put him in the game? Joaquin is definitely a little bit of a wild card. You know, since his great start to his union tenure, you know, he comes out on the pitch against Columbus in game one. The one of the most beautiful assists I've ever seen in my union fandom lifetime. <laughs> he gets the goal against Chicago the last time. And we're not really seeing him anymore. But he again, he's a little bit of a wild card. He was getting quiet. And, you know, sometimes the dribbling can be too much. You talked, we talked about, remember when Shady McCoy used to dance through the holes and we used to freak out about that type of stuff. But it's the same, same thing, same thing. See what I did there across the sports. That's what we do here. We cross sports here, guys. But the rotation is, is a little bit of a question mark for sure. You know, like Nathan Arrow, we talked about before, best one-on-one -on -one defender on this team. But it is just awkward when Harriel going, tacking up the left side of the pitch and he has to stop because... He can't cross the ball with his opposite foot. And you see the awkwardness of having Jack McGlynn drop back deep and having Harry all the way up there with, a, with Brujol shuttling through. It's just weird. I just don't get why we can't put Matt Real back there. You have in Brujol Martinez. Now, the tough part here today was the fact that you did not have Leon Flock in the 11. Flock and Kai Wagner and Lowe on the injury report right now. Flock picked up a, a knock during training this week, and so he got put onto the injury report. We'll see what his status is for next Saturday against Toronto. But that would have definitely helped out in that matter. But that's, again, something you could have used Pereira instead of a, a Jack McGlynn, which I get why you start Jack McGlynn. But you see the problem when Nathan Harriel can't really attack from the left-hand side. It's just weird. It's just interesting. You know, uh, Ure couldn't go 90 in this one. 
Um, it was interesting with him. He had the one nice moment where Gazek, the righteous awareness play, chips the ball to Ure, and Ure and and Cizos, I think it's his name, Cizos, Cizos, I don't know. Just go, we'll go with Cizos. Um, does a great job defending Ure. Um, and that just and that just kind of was the first that kind of summed up the first half for the Philadelphia uh, for the Chicago Fire. Uh, I'm sorry for the Philadelphia Union in the attack. There was some fireworks in this. <laughs> no pun intended. There was some fireworks in this matchup too. I don't know what it is with the Fire. They don't like us. They they really just don't. Uh, Fabian Herbers, we remember the match the last matchup. He gets a red card. Gets into it with Bruno Martinez. We had a, we had another incident here in this one. Uh, Fabian Herbers was a little bit more smarter on this one, did not want to get into any extracurricular activities with El Brujo Martinez. Um, so he he kept his composure in this one. But obviously you had the booking of Jim Curtin, which was interesting in his own right. I can't sit here and explain to you guys what Jim was trying to do there. It looked like he was trying to waste some time. I, I mean, what, like it, it's something as harmless as just, you know, switching one ball to the other hand while a Chicago defender is trying to get the ball to throw it in to get the play rolling so they can try to get a goal um but yeah then you got Cizos going up to Jim Curtin and, and Jim is just being the <laughs> he was just so calm cool and it just was picking off the fire and then you get uh Daniel Gaz that gets in the middle of it he's trying to get Cizos off of his coach and Bruno Martinez getting after with with Jimenez uh and here's Jimmy Boy, like just laughing just smiling he's like you guys are ridiculous, and it was pretty funny. But then the final whistle blows, and Jimenez wanted to give his final words to Jim Curtin before, the, before they walk off here. And then Bruno Martinez, they got to separate both these players because Bruno Jimenez wanted to go after it. You definitely love seeing you know your players defending Jimmy Boy, but I do have to wonder, like Jim, what what, what were you going to do, Jim? Because I I feel like I know what you're trying to do, but I'm just trying to understand. It was it was all pretty funny, but we'll see what the next matchup entails with Chicago and Philly. Uh, it's a Chicago team that look. This is something we did see last year from the Chicago team, where they were putting they did play themselves into a playoff spot, but they kind of imploded the final parts of the season. But the difference is, is that this team is kind of led by a different attack, and you know you go from Casper Shabilko at your nine and, and Shakiri at your ten. So now it's it looks like it's Kai Kamara and Brian Gutierrez. I like the Gutierrez kid, honestly. You know, obviously in this league, we need to see more of these young kids developing and being major contributors for these teams. And who knows what can happen? They get sold off. I mean, we we've seen plenty of players here in Philly that that's happened. So anytime I see a homegrown player like that contribute for a team, I like seeing it. It's what this league needs to be doing. And I thought it was I thought Gutierrez a solid job. Still a little raw, but that's okay. Um, he clearly wants to attack. Uh, he perfect for Chicago's trying to do. There was a lot of pressing that we I saw from Chicago in this one with Kai Kamara as well. And who better to match with Kai Kamara, the ultimate professional that is Mr. Kai Kamara on his ninth MLS club. We were able to shut down Kai Kamara as well, which was big. No Kai Kamara goals in this one. Um, but the uh that record stays there for Mr. Kai Kamara. I'm I am ha I'm happy for this for this draw. Anytime you can get a resilient effort from guys and watch them come back in the way they did, um, it's 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 definitely it's great, man. Absolutely, definitely great. What's going on, guys? Again, if you guys have any comments, questions, or concerns, throw it in the comment section.
I really do appreciate everyone coming on in and hanging out. We're talking Union. We're talking Fire. Saturday night action here in the MLS. It's a big one. A lot of listen. A lot of um, statements here in the MLS. Obviously, you have the Red Bull. Um, I did see a little couple clips. It looks like majority of the guard was it the Vikings Army and and the Empire SC groups. They did their stand. They 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 stood up and walked out after the anthem. Um, you know, no, there's no racism in the game. It, it, it can't be. It can't be. Just reiterated more. It, it, like there's no place for racism in our game. Obviously, that was a that was a big one. Obviously, today with the LA Galaxy, you know, the supporters group of Galaxy, they want Klein out. They're tired of the mess that the Galaxy are these days. Um, so it's it's cool to see. It is cool to see. You know, some of our our fans, our fan groups here in this league, taking control of their club because that's the beauty of soccer. This isn't. The NFL, this isn't the NBA, you know, this isn't the Sacramento Kings who have to put up with the BS that the Kings front office have done given or given to them for over a decade. And congratulations to them who play. I think they did they win yesterday? Regardless, it's cool seeing them in the playoffs. They have to face off against the Warriors, which does suck, but it is really cool seeing fans in the MLS taking control of these teams because they are the ones that put the money in their pocket. So absolutely. Uh, the envy of chaos is no CCL first, and I 100% agree with you. CCL is the priority, but you should certainly need to stay afloat in MLS play. Absolutely. Um, time for a TV upgrade. I don't know where you see a TV, but um, I'm good with my TV. I I I, I like the quality of it. Uh, I get does exactly what I needed to do. But I appreciate your recommendation. I appreciate you taking a care in my life. But our our TV is good. I appreciate you, Cut. appreciate you. Awesome stuff. Keep smashing that screen away, guys. What's up, Ace? We got Ace Drip. Drips, not drags. What's going on? We got Elijah. What's happening, Elijah? How you feeling, brother? What's going on? What we got to say out here? How we feeling? How we feeling after that union draw here? What's up? We got Don Rafael, El Capitan. Cue. Cue me, Venezolano. What's happening, brother? Big, you know, speaking of Venezolanos, I thought Brule overall looked solid yesterday. He was getting more into the creative, the creative attack of the Union, and I didn't see too many extra dribbling. There was like that one instance where Chicago was bringing the press in our own end, and at Brule Martinez out for one second. I thought he was gonna just dribble himself into a turnover, but he did a good job of switching the fields, and. You know, the attack in general, it, it, it's we'll see what we get next week or yeah, next week, because there's been too many tales of two halves. You get like the perfect example is the play in the first half where Union are, are attacking on or counterattack. And they uh, Carranza is attacking the ball with Gazak at his left and Ure at the right. And Carranza, instead of passing it to an outlet to one of his two outlet options, decides to go right into Turan. And he turns the ball over. That's the type of stuff that we're, we've been talking about. But obviously, we're going to have to wait and see as these things play out for sure. But definitely the amount of matches that this team has to have been playing. Um, it, it, it's just been a lot of uh, a lot, a lot of soccer being played. And that could be a factor that mental fatigue just keep pressuring and pushing on to the Philadelphia Union. But I'm going to take this draw, and we'll see what happens next week. You're going to face off against a Toronto team that 
Uh, that's actually, you know what, by the way, let's look at the standings here. So it's going to be interesting because you're going to be facing off against a Toronto team that is just one spot above you in the Eastern Conference standings. But right now we got New England in first with 17, tied with Cincinnati in second. Bobby Wood with the resurgence, man, he's playing really well for New England. Uh, Atlanta in third with 15 points. Columbus in fourth with 14 points. NYCFC found their, found themselves in fifth place. They are just a pesky bunch. They always find themselves in, in the scene of things. Uh, Nashville in sixth with 11th, tied with Orlando. Chicago in eighth with 10th points. Toronto in ninth. And then, of course, Philadelphia tied with D.C. and the Red Bull for 10th place with eight points, respectively. Um, of course, the Montreal has been the story um, that we all anticipated. They were that bad. They had one win in six. We gave them their only win. You realize that we gave them their only win. And that's where a lot of the fans' rebuttals are or just their dis dis displeasure is. We've had a pretty easy schedule. And to show what we have to show for it is two wins, two draws, and four losses. So that's kind of the displeasure. But again, CCL. I'm, I feel like it's going to be just beaten like a dead horse, man. CCL. 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 <laughs> awesome stuff, guys. All right. Thanks so much for watching, guys. It's going to do it for today's edition of Uni Match Recap. I really do appreciate everyone tuning on in. If you guys enjoyed today's content, do me the solid. Hit that like button. Subscribe for more Philly sports. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we are available wherever you stream podcasts. You can find us under OI in Philly sports. As a reminder that today's edition of Union Match Recap is sponsored by Lots Rain Watches. Make sure you guys check out our friends over at Lots Rain. Make sure you guys use the promo code Barcero Philly for 10% off of your purchase of a Lots Rain watch. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of El Barcero Philly. And I'm telling you guys to do bon. I'll talk to you guys soon. Enjoy the rest of your day.